2: or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 268, episode three of Dirt Daily's, hey yeah! It's the last episode of the year. Woo! It's the last episode of Woo! the year.
1: Whee! It's
3: The school's out, teachers are showing movies, vibes, episode. Yeah. It's, it's going to be pretty half-assed up in here.
1: We're heading out, folks it's been a great year been a great year
3: you got a bunch of evergreen holiday episodes coming to you but uh
1: i I gotta tell you
3: today's episode we're really uh we're smiling it in we're just smiling (laughs)
1: we're who knows what day it is who knows if oh shit i should start recording okay did you not record (laughs) well look folks we're doing it our way today (laughs) yeah
3: (laughs) <laughs> hey, no, like the what's his name? The commander? What, what did they call Frank Sinatra? The chairman of the board. We did it our way. Oh, you know Ronan Farrow's dad? Yeah. Anyways, it's still a production of iHeartRadio. Yeah. It's still a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. Today, a little bit more holiday themed than others. Yes. It is Wednesday, December 21st, 2022, which of course means T-minus.
1: Uh, National French Fried Shrimp Day.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. That's what I was gonna say.
1: Humbug Day, National Maine Day. Oh, it's also the solstice.
3: Yeah, fucking remember that. Yeah, turn up. And that's why we're doing it half-assed. Is for the solstice. Because it's so dark today, you know. My name is Jack O'Brien, aka I have a little Zaydul. I listen every day i love the daily zeitgeist with jack and miles of gray Zidal, zytel zytel uh-huh. those motherfuckers cray zytel 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 both jack and miles of gray all right
1: get the guilt out
3: nice courtesy uh, ruthie always forgets fudge at forgetful fudge on twitter shout out to you happy hanukkah happy holidays to everyone yeah. I'm thrilled to be joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Hey, it's
1: Miles Gray, aka I took the walk to Bethlehem. Obviously. Yeah. Because cool Jesus is vibes. the reason for the season. Thank you. As they all said. Uh yeah, shout out to, I'm just, I can't, I'm so excited. I was telling you when we were talking about this episode, I'm like, I have wild last day of school energy yeah Like i'm coming in my fucking like i'm like already half dressed to do some shit after the bell rings which for me is just to lay down
3: <laughs> so you have a blanket around your yep. shoulders yeah but
1: i, mean, I think <laughs> for we do the show you know very consistently you don't really hear us talk about like yeah, how it's it's a lift you know it's a lift <laughs> for us to do two episodes You're a day killing
3: us people
1: <laughs> <laughs> no we love to do it but <laughs> when we get to this time of the year it's like It's weird. Once you start working, like, and you're out of academia or your schedule is sort of tied to the, like, the seasons, like, Mm. this is, like, still that one sort of stretch of the year that I think I feel like we can kind of be like, oh, relax. And to those uh, that are able to, obviously, you know, shout out to y'all. And those that can't, I hope you're able to find ways to relax in whatever way you can. Yes, yes.
3: Well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat for this half-assed of episodes, <laughs> the creator and co-host of Stuff They Don't Want You To Know and Ridiculous History. He's also the co-author of the book, Stuff They Don't Want You To Know. Yeah. That makes a great gift mm-hmm. for the holidays. Not too to late. conspiracy theorist in your life. It's
0: Noel Brown! Noel! Uh, happy to be half-assing it with y'all today. Yeah, is, welcome.
1: Uh, welcome yeah. It's welcome. an honor and a thrill. Are you, looking, are you looking forward to the holidays?
0: Yeah, I'm going to lay down for the whole time. Uh, immediately, <laughs> immediately following this uh,
1: everybody uh, was like doing the wild podcast he's like yeah I will lay down I will lay down and I yeah. will not look like a mi- I will not look at a microphone for at least seven days
3: my energy at this point in the year is always Richie Tenenbaum, like when he has Shave like one head? of his shoes. No, when he like has one of his shoes off during the tennis match, <laughs> it's like dark, is man. just it's like dark. hitting it okay. underhanded. Oh yeah, and just getting it like slammed oh, back at him, and they're like yeah. an inexplicable. And then he starts <laughs> crying. I think at some point. Yeah. 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 Oh, that I happens. There mm-hmm. we have good editors, but that happens frequently throughout the episodes. <laughs> behind, behind the curtain. Couldn't come soon. Couldn't come sooner. Yeah. Or I don't know. I see. I don't even know what that phrase is. But is know. Royal
0: Tenenbaums a Christmas movie? Isn't there some Christmas action in that movie? Or There's Christmas
3: vibes, that. but I don't remember yeah. there being a Christmas.
0: In All that, uh, that. Uh, Mark Mothersbaugh music could be stand-in Christmas music. It always uses jingle bells. You know what I mean? Just like the, yeah. the instrument, not the tune. Yeah. So, You know. I remember.
1: It's so weird. I remember like when Life Aquatic came out, I was so into it at the end of the year that like the Sue George like David Bowie covers from so that good. album. I was like, this is Christmas. Like, whenever I hear it, I'm like, oh, this is Christmas music. It's so weird how contextually sometimes it's just like, yeah, when I hear Rebel, Rebel yeah. in Portuguese, <laughs> it's Christmas. I was
3: channeling my Blair Saatchi because at that point I was like, it, he had done a couple movies with Owen Wilson. And then I don't know if that was his first one, but that was when I was like, this guy can't make a movie unless he writes it with Owen Wilson. That was one of his first that he didn't. And so I was out on it right away.
0: I had a boss that had Rebel Rebel as his ringtone, you know, like a look at me kind of ringtone that was always mm-hmm. on full blast, like in an open office. Right. And right. So, you know, I was trying to make conversation. I was like, hey, so you're a big music fan. Huh? He goes, No, I don't really listen to music cool good good talk wow. shut that right <laughs> i don't really listen to music
3: wait is that a song that comes out of my phone when people call me i just oh
1: no man i went to unlv man that's why i have this on <laughs> it was here. a weird flex <laughs> call yeah. back to a uh,
0: ridiculous history
1: wait yeah. was so was the ringtone just that guitar lick on
0: a loop and it was just the loudest thing and again open office everyone's just like oh
1: my god
0: no, not a kid. They're like, oh, man, you must not be Not a bummed. fan of music. I'm a fan <laughs> yeah. of Rebels. Yeah, right. he's, a, he's a ringtone yeah. rebel. Who even has yeah. a ringtone anymore? You know? It just, yeah. So, yeah. Which is sad. I, he's I silent like a human, you know? Right.
1: So. Yeah. Like, or just little buzzing. Or at this point, even the buzzing I had to stop because I was getting phantom buzzings in my leg. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like when you're like, oh, is my shit going on? Yeah, it's it's all bad.
3: All right. Well, uh, we are going to do a half-assed Christmas-themed episode. We don't really have news to talk about today.
1: What do you want to talk about? You want to talk about Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert fighting? Yeah.
3: Oh, uh, what, what? I wonder what Elon Musk did this time. Who cares? Grow up, okay, <laughs> grow listener. Up. Grow we're up. Tired. We don't care what he did anymore. So instead of that, Noel, we are going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. Uh, we're also going to just talk about Christmas gifts, our favorite Christmas gifts of all time,
1: or the for me, the one that got away.
3: Yeah. Oh, you didn't get that. Okay. No, I dude.
1: See. I'm fucked up about that. That's Yo, what I- That is...
3: I thought my favorite Christmas gifts were homoerotic, and then I looked at your favorite dude, Christmas gift, it might and, as well like, be a the commercial toy. is, like, yeah. It's wow. It's greasy. Gre- a greased-up <laughs> man with, like, a master blaster from... <laughs> Mad Max body, <laughs> just like standing there with a mask and a gun, just for underpants, kind of. Yeah,
1: right. yeah. you're like, you need this little boy, you am like, Cure. yeah.
0: <laughs> and put it on your underwear too, tidy whities. You know, yeah. remember that when right, that was right. a thing, GI Joe, tidy whities and he man, that was a weird, right. thing. still a weird thing, time. Yeah. still a thing with the with the little boys.
3: I have today. Batman ones. Batman. We got some Marvel guys. Uh, Incredible Hulk. I'm gonna just talk about why i think christmas movies need to be hornier just in general oh. i think we are suffering from a lack of horniness in our christmas movies amen amen and we're going to then dig into the old man from home alone so we asked our writer jm all right man it's school's out for for the put winter put a movie on <laughs> put a movie on and uh just let us know let us know what you're thinking and he has a pretty convincing theory that the old man from home alone is actually
0: a serial killer so i think he's the fisherman from i know what you did last summer oh (laughs) extended universe tie yeah yeah that would
3: make a lot of sense actually that makes all the sense that would explain everything (laughs) to quote my favorite viral video from christmas where Kiefer sutherland is told he's a pirate and then says that would explain everything and then turns and dives into a christmas tree
1: yep <laughs> yeah uh, yeah the old man for, for, for those you don't remember that was like the lonely old guy he was so afraid of and then it's kind of like the deus ex smashing moment yeah when he shows the up snow shovel right yeah.
3: yeah the snow shovel killer all right all of that plenty more but yes. first Noel, we do like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who
0: you are So, I just looked at this before we hopped on. I had totally forgotten that this was the last thing in my search history, as you do with search histories. We, you know, in our line of work, we search for a lot of weird shit. But the most recent thing is the Ship of Theseus, Mm. which is a thought experiment um, that sort of uh, posits whether an object made of completely unoriginal components, a.k.a. like replacement parts, is in fact still the original object. Yeah. So... I don't know, I, I, you know, it's sort of like a Schrodinger's cat kind of situation. I'm not quite sure what the answer is, but it's fun to think about. Yeah, that's a good one. Why did this pop up experiment.
1: or what what, what, uh, what, in, what, inspired the search?
0: We were actually, Ben and Matt and I, who uh, co host something I want you to know, were doing an interview with our friend Alex Williams for his podcast Ephemeral about the ephemeral nature of podcasts. And so we were just kind of talking about if something exists only in digital form is it really That's a it thing, crazy. especially like a tree falls in the forest kind of question? Like, mm. is it really something you can wrap your arms around? Does it exist in perpetuity? You know, knowing the infrastructure, you know, and like, uh, you know, societal collapse, uh, doomsday times could, you know, literally render us podcastless yeah. or the and-
1: 2038 problem.
0: Right. And since Alex's show is is a relatively limited series and it is all about ephemeral kind of objects, we recommended that he press all of his uh, episodes onto wax cylinders and keep them in a vault, you know, for when this uh, inevitable moment in our history does come. So people can enjoy it by, you know, parsing out parts from dumpsters so they can make a hand crank
1: Victrola and listen to Alex's podcast. And you said you said an old school cylinder, right? Not an old. Vinyl. I mean, I'm Those being silly, ones. but, you know, if oh. would
0: work a cylinder, maybe magnetic tape that does degrade.
1: It's possible because, you know, like there's so many you can like vinyl cutters are somewhat affordable there they are so. and
0: there's even like this company called teenage engineering uh, speaking of nerdy music shit we were talking about off air that actually yeah. makes a tiny little vinyl cutter that can cut like kind of lo-fi vinyl into these tiny little discs and then you can use it to sample and make you know lo-fi beats for to study too all whatever. right so mm-hmm.
1: jack we need to create we need to create the like library of alexandria for of podcasts. Uh, podcasts on vinyl Every podcast episode ever. Can well, and then the
0: session. question became, if, if it has to be pressed or, you know, put on physical media, then there becomes a hierarchy of which ones are worthy of this treatment because there's just yeah. too many out there. So is it about downloads? Is it about filling certain content categories and having mm-hmm. like a, you know, a nice full kind of representation of like what podcasts were or are?
1: It'll be. Yeah. Who sold the most Casper mattresses? Yes. Exactly. That will That's decide.
0: Right. Entry
1: yeah. into the into the hall of fame
3: but just if anybody doesn't know the thought experiment it's like a ship where over a number of years like they keep replacing broken parts to the right. point that every single piece of the ship is a replacement part and the question is is it still the same ship mm-hmm. and something similar happens to our bodies where we're turning over cells like right. many of our cells like on a near daily basis. And so you're, you know, almost 90% of you is completely different in any structural form from the thing that you were, you know, five, 10 years ago.
0: Are you the same person? It came up pretty heavily in uh, WandaVision um, in terms of, I think, what's his name? What's the red-faced robot guy?
1: Vision. Uh, Vision. vision,
0: Yeah. Because, you know, there's like an evil version of him or whatever. And then the ship of Theseus question comes up as to whether he is, you know, himself or whatever because he's been rebuilt completely from
1: scratch. Yeah. Damn. I'm not even high. I was really thinking about that. Can you, I mean, feel like
3: I think, I think they, it's, yeah, you are the same person. And I I mean, on some level, because I mean, on some level. Yeah. 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 Philosophical.
1: I like the deeper philosophical implications, but I wish I could also go up to like a credit. Bureau and be like that actually is not me. Ninety percent <laughs> right. of me, my cells are different from that person with those. I'm a different person. Now, score, literally. Yeah, yeah.
0: All right.
3: What is something you think is overrated? No.
0: I think lying to kids about a weird overweight bearded man that breaks into your house and gives you nice things if you behave yourself and undesirable things if you're uh, a bad child is overrated. I think it's like we talk about it a lot on stuff that I want you to know about being kind of the original conspiracy that sort of teaches kids and then inevitably adults not to believe the lines that they're fed, you know, throughout their life. And I think it's sort of counterproductive to do this. I think maybe kids are a little smarter these days, the Internet being what it is kids probably figured out a little earlier than they used to, but I still think it's a weird thing to perpetuate, you know, a, a, a tradition
1: based entirely on a lie. Oof. Yeah. It's like, you know, the first, our first, uh, brush up with the panopticon is the Mm -hmm. all seeing eye of Santa to be like oh the you surveillance fuck around it sort you of teaches around? you to
0: either accept it or fear it and and not trust it you know
1: <laughs> and i remember just getting so angry i i, I had a very quick evolution with santa cuz again i was so like one track mind about like you said if i was nice i get this and i didn't get it i'm like then this motherfucker doesn't exist <laughs> <laughs> and they tried and i was like no nah, i'm off this let's just and keep how, this how, how come
0: santa makes all this stuff that i see at target you know yeah. i don't understand that
1: either you know? exactly exactly
0: it's not like we're getting rocking horses and handmade like you know wooden toys like it's all commercially produced shit did you so it falls you apart the, pretty quickly
1: do you have the scars of uh living under the rule of santa's all-seeing eye
0: you know, I just remember finding like I got a Joe Cool. Remember Joe Cool? He was like, uh, yeah, Snoopy, like the cool yeah. guy version of Snoopy. He wore, uh, I found wore the, Mans. <laughs> it was also yeah, exactly. I found this like skateboard, this Joe Cool skateboard in my parents' closet. You know, I think I think everyone has that story, but sure. yeah. And then I was just like, I didn't. I don't think I. I didn't really call them on it. I just sort of let it go for a couple of years and then I think it came up naturally like it does. I think most kids figure it out before their parents realize they do and they just keep playing along because they don't want to like wreck the, the grift. Yeah. Not
3: me. I was (laughs) buying that shit. I was like, why would they lie to us? That's crazy to my older sister, you know, a couple (laughs) of years back. It was hard. I remember, yeah, I remember seeing the gift and getting it on Christmas just being like, weird. They got the same thing for me. They must've, they must've <laughs> I remember getting
1: one. pissed one year because I found a gift. Like, I was yeah. like, you guys aren't even fucking trying. This shit was in the garage. Just, like, out there. Yeah. Like, you think I'm not going to look in a Toys R Us bag? <laughs> we don't have that shit in the house ever. Like, I yeah, it was, I think. And then most of the time, it was just my, like, mom trying to do her best to, like, hide shit in the weirdest places. So I wouldn't, because I was, like, flipping the house like the feds.
3: Yeah. But yeah, once I learned it was a lie, I started smoking. That was it. <laughs>
1: Immediately.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I switched right. from Joe Cool, the, the skateboard <laughs> Snoopy guy, to Joe yeah. Camel. Yeah. yeah.
3: That's who I thought you were talking about. For some reason, saying Joe Cool just put sticks my head in Joe Camel.
1: Oh, Jack, forgot about him.
3: It's <laughs> all
0: <laughs> lie, kid.
1: Here, later.
0: <laughs> What's something you think is underrated? I think eggnog is underrated, but that might just be, you know, a lot of people think it's gross. Eggnog uh, gang. I, you, I think you're in a great Egg gang, egg gang, not It's great eggnog, as a eggnog. flavor. It's great as a boozy drink. I like it in like lattes and cakes and whatever. I just love yeah. the flavor. And uh, Alex Williams, again, the ephemeral creator and host, every year, at least back when we were in an office, he would make George Washington's eggnog recipe, which contains no less than like eight different kinds of booze and like raw eggs. And he they gave it to me so little amazing. Jars all the time, time. yeah, all the time. They were like the The Vikings, basically. Yeah. Have
3: you ever read the like list of the booze that was consumed during the time when they were like drafting the Constitution? What they got like a receipt from like it's amazing. It's like bathtubs, it's swimming pools of like gin and just like all of the like dark booze that would make you feel like shit and make you incapable of like doing anything. That's all they drank. They.
0: Partied so hard. It's crazy. And well, it, it, it's crazy because today, like, if you find out that a lawyer or a judge had a drink, yeah. it's a mistrial. But we base yeah. our entire democracy on a document drafted by a bunch of booze hounds who were yeah. actively drinking, you know? Yeah.
3: Yeah, they they used to make room for functional alcoholics because that was like kind of all there was mm-hmm. was because they couldn't like water wasn't really good back then it was tainted.
1: Has <laughs> this water like, been treated with alcohol? Then I cannot drink it. <laughs> it kills the germs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where are you going, George? I'm going hanging out with the other slavers to figure some shit out about the country. All right, now get the fuck off my back.
0: Yeah, it's a living document. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: which is so funny. Too. I wonder like how. If, you know, if someone tried to get one of these, like, Supreme Court justices or these, like, strict constitutionalist type people, when you, like, bring that up, like, you're like, do you think that may have had any effect? Like, knowing on paper, on wax they were fucking smashed, too. But, okay. Sanctified. Sanctified.
3: Yeah. All right. let Let's take one, one quick break. We'll be okay. back. We'll talk our Christmas shit. And then uh, we will bid
1: you adieu. No, nah, gang.
2: Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: And we're back. And yeah, so we're, we're talking Christmas stuff. Yeah. Loosely formatted miles you you brought to my attention the most homoerotic child's toy i've ever seen
1: okay so i was just thinking about christmas right and i'm thinking like the last toy i wanted so fucking bad was this thing called the eliminator ts7 and came out like 92 and i wanted this show so fucking bad i remember this kid Got one for his birthday. I almost had a fucking panic attack because I didn't have that shit and he had it. I was like, everybody got this fucking thing. But I I got to play this commercial because I just, I was having trouble remembering what it was called. And I was just like, that 90s toy, like gun sword thing. And the fucking commercial comes up immediately. Yeah. The whole thing is that this shitty looking plastic cube thing with a fucking like phallic. Thing, just shooting off the side is like a 7-in-1 weapon but I do want to play the commercial because it absolutely is it, it, not anything like I remember.
3: The sword has the silhouette of a dick like they've gone with a like you know rounded sword and then so you think like if you if you watch the you obviously can't see it because this is a podcast format yeah. but if you're watching it you're like oh I see what they're talking about like the sword has the silhouette of a dick
1: That's it's what, like, yeah.
3: and then they add an attachment that is just a, it, a throbbing it's just a flashing dick <laughs> yeah it's just a vibrator
1: I'll just play the commercial because you you will appreciate the 90s sound of this commercial
3: but please picture Master Blaster he so he has a mask on with like a police helmet yeah and a riot cop
0: kind of almost yeah
3: riot cop without a shirt on just oiled up and also it, he appears to have been miked from across the room
0: because yes. he can't really <laughs> yeah, hear his shit voice is boom sure what I was hearing there I am the Eliminator. I bring you seven
1: awesome solving weapons all in one. The Power jacker. He's a little shrimpy. The Laser Sword. Well, okay, I'm close. The He's, definitely. Definitely. He's um, jacked. Yeah, Pecatonus. Look at that one. That one's a dick. Then he just put a condom Ooh, on top of another bag. Oh, and he hit that. For, he hit the gun from the back with the yeah. sword. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and then it, like kind of goes through the front. The nubbin kind of sticks out the front. And this yeah. is pre Terminator because that is a Terminator text. That is Terminator font, right? There. Oh yeah,
1: this is nine. This is probably 92. like months after Terminator came out, and it was like, yo man, so they, they, they
0: they fast tracked
1: this after bad boy. It's the TS seven. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, it's the T. Of course, the, the dash. Yeah, the Olympic. Yeah. Amazing,
1: amazing. Exactly. I was. I just remember being like, this is the coolest shit. And then I looked at it again, and I'm like, man, fucking marketing fucked me up so bad as a kid that I was just like, I have no fucking use for this stupid thing, but it's like man meat man is screaming in my face. I will <laughs> please indoctrinate me.
0: I have this distinct memory of going to like flea market when I was a kid, and you know how they have like booths that sell like weird knives and nunchucks and shit like that. Right. There was something that was called a taser knife. <laughs> Oh, and shit. I just I'll always remember that. I'm like, like, it, why do you need it to be both? Like, so you yeah. tase them and then you stab them, or or is it vice versa, or is it just in case they get up yeah. close? I, it just seems, seems like bit one of the most
3: uh, difficult extra yeah. applications of a taser. Like, how yeah. do you how do you safely tase? somebody Yeah, because you're either like, knife. are you
1: are you committed to like <laughs> sticking somebody with the blade, and then just you're like, actually, lace. I want to go non-lethal with yeah. the taser afterwards. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. But shout out, to but yeah, knife.
3: it's. The, the S and M vibes are like real. Like his
1: voice is like this. I'm gonna. What would what would the what would conservatives? What would Marjorie Taylor Greene say about this commercial? Because it's clearly meant to be like this is this is boy shit, gun knife, boy, boy, Yeah, no, this boy. is
3: made by conservatives. But for the children of conservatives, I'm, they would knowing,
1: probably yeah go ahead. But just knowing how sensitive, how you know the, the faux outrage over anything seemingly like out of the heteronormativity of like, you know, what they believe how men or women are or aren't that they would be like, this guy's naked. He looks like one of these like, you know, s guys, or would they just be like, finally a fucking role model yeah. for our young kids it's a biker cop I, with I think that
0: I think that yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I'm with I'm with Jack I think they would dig it I think they would appreciate what it represents it's, <laughs> it's got a, some chippendale vibes too the yeah. glistening yeah. pectorals you know like even yeah, the essence
1: so, yeah so even margie taylor greens like i don't know i mean he's he's attractive
0: well she or
3: she would be like outraged if if this was like i don't know it it, go, it could go either way. It could go. I think I think they would be happy that this was out there. Mad when a liberal media institution pointed out that it was fucked up and be like, you guys are sick. OK, but then also I feel like invite this guy to their Christmas party, you know, right? Like are there have pictures have of like the Bobert like
0: with party. male escorts and stuff like with like Chippendale types? I could have sworn there was some like, oh, there's all that, kinds that, of. Yeah. Yeah. So but, yeah,
3: then it. the application, the toy itself is extremely phallic, where, like, different parts of the gun fuck different parts, parts of, of the gun. The gun, <laughs> Yeah, and there's, like, a condom that makes the gun bigger or, or makes the sword bigger. And then, ultimately, there's a laser blaster that is a three-dimensional dick.
1: It just flashes. If only it were also a
0: super soaker kind of situation, that would just really be
1: the cherry on top. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, anyway, bygone toys from a yeah. bygone. And I'm, and I'm sorry when
0: you were describing this earlier, I was picturing a He-Man situation. That's why I said Harry underpants because he's also an SNM-y jacked kind of you know oiled up uh, action figure. That was
3: my favorite toy. Christmas present was the He-Man castle.
0: Grayskull, and, yeah, yeah, really Grayskull. cool. Yeah, and those are so worth cool. bank now. I mean, like all that stuff is like seriously collectible.
3: The other one that w- that is similar to this was a machine gun from the A Team, and I went, I was like that. G- it couldn't have been as I remember it, which was just a like screen accurate machine gun, like a black metal, metallic looking machine gun that just had a team on the on the butt. And uh, sure enough, <laughs> that's what it was. It was a submachine gun Holy with shit. a box that has one of the characters from the A team just like spraying someone with machine gun fire. And yeah. They it, it was the Uzi. <laughs> like they, had, you could get it. they have AK forty seven, M sixteen, like they have the real names of They're these. They really things. labeled. Like the real right. I had the Uzi and it it's had, a clicky oh, cool.
0: sound, right? It just kinda goes. Is that the deal? Yeah. And you poison it a cap gun.
3: They even advertise that it like makes authentic automatic weapon sounds. Murder sounds. Yeah. Love it. Make your child feel like he's really murdering someone
1: just just be just he could be just like the Israeli defense forces with this uzi yeah. who were
0: the bad guys in the A team were they like killing commies or something was there a political bent to it i just have no recollection of this show. i got to wonder who were they pitted against
3: i think i remember reading something something this year that what they had an episode that was like really pro union and they were like fighting people who were like union busters so maybe like A <laughs> wow. team actually had like progressive politics i can't i i didn't dig into it as much as i should have but got
1: it yeah i like (laughs) 18 they're fighting pinkertons and shit exactly okay all right y'all okay they're like oh if we were fucking there during haymarket man fuck like oh shit all right hannibal
3: the a show that is entirely about the worst marksman in the history of gunplay Just shooting into the ground, just run, run over a hill and fire an automatic weapon into the ground would seem to be their strategy at all at all times.
0: While we're still on toys, can I ask you guys, um, have you guys heard of Trumpy Bear? Has this crossed your path in any oh, yeah. era? Yeah. Yeah. A buddy of mine's dad lives in Queens and is like, you know, Fox News isn't uh, uh, right wing enough for him. So he's a Newsmax dude. Oh, And boy. he sent me a video of this like mail order commercial, like from the old days. It was like 800 number for this thing called Trumpy Bear. And he's, you know, double thumbs up. He's got the, the swath of, you know, weird hair. And he's, yeah. And he's got like a little zipper pouch on his back of his neck that unfurls like an American flag cape. And he bought it for his dad. And uh, posted a video of it on social and i was just
1: tickled by the existence that, oh of here thing. we should play because the the opening is like oh, some it's, fucking it's like, camera camera it's like a tim and eric it's like a tim eric thing film. or like yeah. uh,
0: i think you should leave it's it's uh, absolutely bonkers the wind whispered through the forest a storm is coming <laughs> okay QAnon. storm from the trees rose a resounding voice what i fear fuck? nothing i come when the trumpet sound
1: the way that line was delivered, I come. Yes. When, when the trumpet, trumpet sounds. sounds <laughs> You're like, okay, get i your come bugle. through my I eye. am the storm, the great American grizzly,
0: introducing the original Trumpy Bear, the wow. fearless, yes. super plush American Lick grizzly. Look at that combo. Trumpy Bear was born June fourteenth. You can style flag it
1: however day. you want to, you know. Part of it. Born flag day. Hold that L, you fucking libs.
3: This is wild. This yeah. I mean it seems like it's specifically designed to piss off liberal people like mm-hmm. yeah that's-
1: but also like but luckily they they don't have like a very discerning audience so they're not like oh this is a little too hack for me we mm-hmm. are right. like just get to the part oh okay american flag great The okay, wind i will
3: buy whispered through the forest <laughs> what?
1: such a and then wild i, I yeah. When the trumpets sound. <laughs> That's what it said. Oh, wind whispered through the forest that a storm is coming. Like you just yeah, you just jump straight to Q from that first sentence. But hey. and
3: they and they said the great American grizzly as like that was the climax, which leads me to believe that they did not get the market like the trademark rights to Trump's likeness. Right. Like that must be why they didn't they don't really like mention Donald Trump.
1: Oh, because it's like a grift on a grift. Yeah, because yeah. then he's like he can sue them. Yeah, I mean it's just cool to watch like guys like the this great this American veteran grizzly ride around on his fucking motorcycle with this bear or this yeah. guy who's like in a golf cart. He's like, when I'm trying to be racist to Asian people that are on this golf course, <laughs> I use the Trumpy bear and this stars and bars flag to let them know I'm hostile. Yeah, do not approach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: All right, let's move on to Christmas movies for great Christmas presents. Noel, does anything stick out to you? Favorite favorite Christmas present before we leave? Yeah, what was oh, your favorite Christmas
1: present or one you wanted? Yeah,
0: I, I think I got like a Huffy. Remember Huffy's? Oh yeah, oh those bikes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a uh, Huffy. I think it was like you know Mega Boy Huffy, like it had like machine gun <laughs> turrets mounted on it or something. Mega like Boy that. Huffy, and it mm-hmm. just has
3: like a picture of a young boy, but he's built like the Master Blaster dude from totally. Miles' commercial. Also now <laughs> Mega I hear Huffy. Boy.
0: And I just think of like paint yeah. sniffers, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's just right. Yeah, which
3: was something the kids in my <laughs> middle school were into. So yeah, shout hey, out to in
1: Ohio. Full circle, isn't that where Gummo is based? <laughs> Might be. Don't is don't it know, Ohio, shit, in somewhere. somewhere in Ohio? Yeah. yeah, man, rural. Shitty rabbit stinks like shit.
3: So I want to talk about Christmas movies. So first of all, it's something I bring up frequently. But if you look at the birthdays. In the U.S., what we're living through right now, this time period, is actually America's breeding season. This is when the most babies are conceived in the next couple of weeks, presumably because everyone's indoors. I think in America, we have the artificial high of like buying gifts and just being so like market capitalism brained that just getting to buy or steal or, you know, give things, transactions, get people high. It's also one of, among the most acceptable times to be publicly drunk, which I think always helps with that. And then I don't know, it's like built in to our system and like into into our civilization that like there there's a giant, you know, week long festival around this time to honor the winter solstice and, you know, laugh in the face of God for trying to kill us yet again with winter and the the thing that we like to do when laughing in the face of God is fuck each other. So I was just like thinking about Christmas culture. By the way, I started, I started my, the first thing I wanted to do was answer the question, why so many birds in the 12 days of Christmas? And it's just, there's no, there's no real good answer.
1: Well, you're like, before I get to horny, why the birds? Why the that's, birds? Throwing, that's throwing me off.
3: It seems that song seems like it's written by like a bird themed Batman villain. It's just all birds. I have like, a pretty significant
0: through. bird phobia, you guys. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I, I always have. I've traced it back to being a kid and my grandpa taking me to the beach and just throwing breadcrumbs everywhere and seagulls just dive bombing my little boy body. And yeah. uh, it's just a <laughs> super traumatic. I, like, I, It's a yeah. sense memory. And like, I don't like their twitchy movements. They're very unpredictable, you know, yeah. so this yeah. would be a nightmare gift for me. Yeah.
1: Yes, yeah, so many every birds. fucking day.
0: They make I... such
3: bad gifts. Also, that's <laughs> the context of the song is like 7 days of just bird gifts which like they they Isn't shoot it all everywhere. birds everywhere? It's it up through our, our oh, maids seven. and
1: milking aren't like an actual some kind of bird reference up
3: through seven. I think it's all birds except for in... the five golden rings. It's no the No,
1: the five it's... golden rings is a reference to like a golden ringed bird. I just saw some tweet about that.
0: <laughs> what? Yo, yes. What? Really? The yes. Fuck is wrong with. But people? the imagery is always like gold. Oh, OK. That's that's news. I don't but, think um...
1: people fuck. I, I, I don't know. But again, it's Twitter and it's the last day as a Twitter. So, you know, people can say fucking anything and I'll believe it.
0: Right. There was a thing in the office where Andy Bernard was dating um, Ellie Kemper's character, and he did in IRL the 12 Days of Christmas, and it was just like she was just covered in scratches and like, <laughs> bird bruises shit. from being bird-attacked, you know? Yeah,
3: <laughs> But anyways, back to the horniness of Christmas. So Christmas okay. is our horniest holiday, Valentine's Day, be damned, you know? It is Christmas just naturally, even though no one says that. We all, like, the birthdays reveal year after year. People are fucking around Christmas. They're
1: all Leos and Virgos.
3: (laughs) Yeah. And the music reflects that. When you listen to the music, there are, there is, it is shot through with sexuality. Like, the, you know, the classic Christmas songs are very horny in a lot of cases. So, I'm wondering, like, it, it feels like holiday movies need to get hornier. I'm, I'm identifying a gap here that, and it's also, I think the answer to the question that I know like half of the population has half of the population loves the movie love actually. And the other half of the population is like, why is this a thing?
0: Why That's is the one with this like the note cards, use? right? Like, yeah, the, note yeah, cards.
3: Okay, okay. So my theory is that love actually is addressing a need like, it's addressing a hole in the market, which obviously there are, like, holiday rom-coms, but this is, like, the most mainstream one. And I think it's getting a lot of the attention and a lot of the love that could be taken up by other ones just because it is inhabited by people who are thinking about and having sex. And and that's something that is missing from our holiday movies like most holiday movies are still just like a reskin of either A Christmas Carol or The Grinch
1: or Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah, or
3: Miracle right? on 34th Street. And, you know, it's like all these asexual protagonists. <laughs> I, I you just want to be think, hornier. Yeah. We need more sex in our Christmas movies is what I'm is what I'm saying. So,
1: so George Bailey should have been hornier. <laughs> <laughs>
3: like <what? laughs> it, like I, I get that it's you know a time when people are like, oh, they're watching movies with their kids, but uh, like, love actually <laughs> should not be love actually should not be the only option for like after the kids go to bed, like a movie in which that is inhabited by a universe of characters who have had sex before, like that. Love actually should not be it, and I think that is where. Love Actually's outsized impact is coming from in our culture.
0: Let's also not forget the most overtly rapey Christmas song, Baby, It's Cold Outside. Oh, so horny. Yeah, so
3: songs, the songs are, the songs get it. The songs get it. The movies (laughs) The songs get it. The songs (laughs) are like, I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus, Hang Low the Mistletoe, Hello, they don't say, but you get the... The point, the newest, like, all I want for Christmas is you with the accompanying image of Mariah in that Santa suit, I think is one of the most iconic, like, cultural moments of our lifetime, like, that it became, it's, like, the number one Christmas song now. Like, for so many years of my, like, when I was young, like, all the Christmas songs were kind of set, and then that thing came through, and she looks great, she looks, you know, like, I, I think... The songs get it though. You can you can do a lot just with like the the voice and you know just the the vibes that a song is giving off.
0: But I'll tell you, it's funny, man. I haven't heard uh, "All I Want for Christmas Is You" once this season yet, but I have heard ten different versions of "Last Christmas" by Wham. Every version except oh. the Wham version, which I love, but right. these like half-ass knockoff covers are just embarrassing. Yeah. And like, why do you even need a cover of that? The original is yeah. fantastic. You know
1: yeah. what? Oh, I'm, I'm curious because, you know, you like music. Are, is there a song? There, there's so many songs people hate during Christmas, like the wham thing. Like it's like, a you know, it's like a trope on the Internet of mm-hmm. like trying the to game. avoid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
3: I haven't heard it yet this December. So we heard it like in the lead up. Somebody like recommended it as an AKA. And so I listened to it then. But someone was like, actually, it doesn't start till December 1st. I haven't heard it since the game started. So I'm oh,
1: living clean. It. Okay. What's your what's your most controversial favorite Christmas song? Is, would would it be that one? Or I guess- yeah, probably.
0: I, mean, I love that song just a lot. Like I've covered it before myself, like with like a vocoder and like, very like chromatics kind of like Italians do it better vibes. But I really <laughs> love the song "Father Christmas" by the Kinks because it's just like a good kind of punky, fun XTC vibe kind of like banger. I think that's yeah, a really yeah, fun yeah. underrated song.
1: I think "Wonderful Christmas Time" by Paul McCartney. I oh. fuck with that yeah do you really people,
0: people think people he's so saccharine shit. though it's so saccharine oh, I it's,
1: like, yeah. really, it's so <laughs> fucking wild yeah it's it's the part i was just talking with justin before we got on and he was like what i think people don't fuck, fuck with it because the po- chord progression is very like simplistic i'm like that's why i love it and then when those synths that delay gets out oh, of the control disrespects yeah. your sense of hearing like in equilibrium yes and then you got do you John really Lennon. like it yeah, yeah. oh, oh cool. okay it's so like weird. So, he, what? So this so, is
0: Christmas by John Lennon, which is just such a downer, mega depressing thing. It, it really highlights their though. you know different sides of the beat. Wait, like, so you're
1: Lennon,
3: Jack? I like that song probably better than the McCartney one. So Happy the terrible Christmas, McCartney featuring one. Toots and the Maytals by Byron Lee and the Dragonairs is my favorite Christmas. It's an excellent
1: song. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm over here being like, man, Andy Williams.
4: <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, whoop dee do and Dickory dock. And don't forget to hang up your sock, like that shit. Hang I'm up like- your sock. We yeah. know what you really. Oh mean. no! Andy, I piss you off. You I piss off her Majesty every time because I add my own lyrics to that. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, you know you. That's,
3: uh, and That's.
1: <laughs> Andy's yeah.
3: shit faced again. The <laughs> and the hickory Happy ding
1: holidays! Like, oh.
3: and I suck on my handy Andy Andy. Andy. Andy.
1: <laughs> <Get> <laughs> All right, guys, okay, sit on my whoa. All right, <laughs> sit on my whoopsie do and a hickory knock. <laughs> but I think those. I think for it's interesting. From I always talk about this, like from my experience of like being like not being a white american person and that only being the predominant messaging that was just shot at my face like through tv and media like as a child that i have this like very idealistic idea of it that sort of conforms to this like target commercial lexus december to remember type aesthetic that's completely like got me fucked like like that's the version of christmas i'm like yeah yeah that's christmas so i don't know i don't know if that's a tragedy or not
3: it's a Goddamn tragedy
1: is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, Sorry. yeah. It's a Christmas travesty. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Just wanted to get that out there.
3: So, all right. And finally, we have to get to JM's conspiracy theory. You know, we have one of the very conspiracy stuff purveyors with us. Yeah. And I think this is a pretty good one. So, Did, what,
1: what, would pe- what were people's thoughts initially when the old man from Home Alone came out and saved the day? Was that he was just like good?
3: Yeah, it's weird. I just gave him a pass because he has kids that he the and like he's got a kind face. They nailed the casting to the point that he's like, hey, I I just don't have good dental health care. Right. My, my, my job doesn't have good dental, but otherwise
0: I'm a pretty good guy. And I'm well, like, he's only right. he's only beaten on the bad guys. So, I mean, yeah, yeah.
1: right. Right, I, it's a pretty violent he, movie,
0: brutally violent, and it's oh, mainly yeah. a kid perpetrating all these acts of violence, yeah. which yeah. is why it's popular. Is because
1: it's
3: you know allowing us to enact our fantasies as children to, you know, just take take adults out.
1: I think hell yeah. I mean, you did, did you any of you ever try and emulate that? I remember my mom caught me. Throwing I did paint thumb. cans. Oh man, I thought I was putting like thumbtacks and shit on the ground.
0: Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> Rusty yeah. nail through a piece of
1: wood. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, the... I didn't go that far. We only yeah. had thumbtacks. And I was like, what in the fuck is this? I'm like, <laughs>
0: Kevin. Did you like, guys see
1: okay. X, that uh, uh, kind of 70s
0: porn slasher thing? with uh, No, I didn't. Mia Goth. It's really good. But there is a uh, literally pulled right out of Home Alone, rusty nail through a board oh. trap in that movie. And it's a close up. They, they go further than Home Alone oh, could go. Yikes. Yeah. So
3: a recent study, first of all, this just interesting little nugget that they, they asked people around America, favorite Christmas movie. Their num- the number one by kind of a lot. Is National Lampoons Christmas Vacation. Oh, okay. Which I mean
1: Hanging with the Grizz Walls, huh?
3: Hanging with the Grizz. You know, makes us all love Chevy Chase by constantly placing him next to Randy Quaid. I've never seen it. Hey man, that's that's your assignment I, for the I've only holiday. seen the part
1: where the lights go on. I fuck with Vegas vacation of all the National Lampoons. Is that real? <laughs> Yo, I, <laughs> yes. And the cast wow. is all different. Yeah, But that used to be on Comedy Central, like on a loop in the late 90s, Vegas. so that's yeah, why I yeah. kept seeing it. it. Is
0: Randy Quaid okay now, or is he still no, no, like in the
1: wind? Way. He's in the no. wind. Okay. Yeah. He's, he, in he's whispering the wind. in the forest right now that the a storm answers, is coming. my
3: friends, are whispering through the forest <laughs> that the storm is coming. <laughs> and he is the storm. So the fifth most popular holiday classic is Home Alone, and our writer, J.M., wanted to discuss the old man. So Old man Marley is introduced by Buzz, who claims that he's the South Bend Shovel Slayer, a serial <laughs> killer who beat a murder rap in 1958 because the cops could never find the bodies. He's out back using his snow shovel, so we're kind of led to believe, this is probably just a thing your older like cousin tells you to freak you out, right? Yeah. That's like, I, hey, the guy's got a shovel, he actually kills people with a shovel. And then, like we later see, Kevin convinces him to reach out to his estranged son. Their families reunited for Christmas, but he like doesn't really do anything to prove his innocence to Kevin. He doesn't like <laughs> tell tell us that like oh I I actually just moved here from Australia where I lived for the entire nineteen seventies <laughs> and eighties. You know, fifties. Yeah. So it's
1: one it, question. Yeah when when that scene when they're looking at old man marley yeah is he just shoveling fucking aimlessly in a he backyard he does appear
3: to be shoveling snow in a backyard
1: into a garbage can? It's
0: not how you do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm like I'm even from I'm look, y'all know, I don't know the first fucking thing about winter. But yeah. That I always remember usually being like,
3: shovel the walk
1: I'm like, yeah, I'm like, whose fucking property is that? What's he doing? Like, is that a chore you do? Like, just, hey, man, go shovel shovel that one area by the tree that no He's one
0: shoveling walks the forest floor, which seems like a fool's errand. You know what I mean? Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So is that our first setup from the director yeah. to be like, yo, this this motherfucker. Things, Keep your eye on him.
3: here. He's and shoveling then, the middle of the backyard? Yeah, in the middle of, like, a backyard that I don't think is his. Maybe it is, but, like. Do I, they have
1: backyards in Illinois? Or, or is it, like. Oh, the, yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. No, well, this you know is... how like they, people. Some places don't have fucking fences and shit. That always bugs me out when I go to that part of America where it's like, wait, what the fuck? Y'all don't have a fence? This is separate? also
0: a really fancy neighborhood, by the way. And like, I know yeah, what did all this, he do to get all that money? There's all this talk about you know how the, the actor that plays Kevin's dad is also the crooked cop in The Sopranos, um, who's right. on Tony's payroll. Right. And so there's this theory that like it's actually a shared universe, Same and universe. that he's. Uh, <laughs> He, he he is, in fact, working for the mob because we never get a sense of what he does for a living to afford to take 15 people to, to France. Fucking France? Yeah. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, I like that. He's in sanitation.
3: But, for, like, we do see him use his shovel as a weapon to brutally beat the burglars. <laughs> it happens at the climax. It definitely doesn't seem like it's his first time using his shovel, like, that way. Like, to the that point form, that... He, the f- he's going to let this motherfucker have it like how many
1: tbis would they have suffered in the course of this film like if they were normal people harry and marv right they would have had a traumatic traumatic brain injury like from the first paint can i feel like no question you're done but, anyway, but like I'm sorry. if the
3: if in the movie they were like there's butcher old man butcher Marvin he used a butcher knife to kill his family and then at the end he like saves Kevin by like using a butcher knife on the people you'd be like oh he really was the butcher knife guy so, like, using masterfully using the snow shovel, and there being a rumor that he was the snow shovel killer.
0: Well, but wait like, a minute—that that, that posits that the snow shovel killer was real, and that Buzz wasn't just making it up in the first place, just to to freak out his his, his cousin. Like, we have no evidence of this being a real crime and this being a real, you know, uh, moniker. Know.
3: Just putting that out there. But so he yeah. he's just. Mm. Buzz just happened to guess that this was somebody who like you, cause it it does seem like he's not just a guy who happens to be shoveling snow like at that moment. And Buzz makes it up because he's constantly, he's like a, again, like a snow shovel themed Batman villain. Like he always has his snow shovel with him and uses it as a weapon throughout. And also seems to be like living in some sort of like, tortured existence where he's just like doomed to shovel snow forever like almost like he was punished being punished or putting himself through a punishment you know oh, okay. paying his penance to like, like some kind was, of greek tragedy i will snow shovel the links of this earth to pay my penance anyways and th- and then so here's the other thing so he saves this kid from two bandits <laughs> who have been like burglarizing homes throughout the neighborhood Neighborhood that this old man lives in for some reason, even though it's not its not clear. He doesn't, like, give off, like, wealthy, old, you know, like, retired guy vibes. He gives off, like, vibes of haunted ex-serial killer. But he saves him, but then he takes the bodies of Marv, and he takes the bodies of the criminals and just leaves them in a home and calls the police and, like, runs. So that's That's a almost, Batman move. That's that a is Batman a, move. It's a Batman move. It's also the move of somebody who doesn't want to attract the attention of the police, especially using a weapon that he was like known for killing somebody
1: with. I think he's a hero.
3: I think he's a hero too. I think, think and I don't,
1: and I don't care if he wants to avoid police. Okay, I I understand you. Yeah,
3: fuck the cops. I'm, I'm (laughs) with him on that. I'm just saying, maybe this is a much cooler, deeper story where this man who committed a bunch of murders with a snow shovel was like had has been just paying his penance by aimlessly shoveling snow like just everywhere snow has fallen. Just or I'm sorry, this is. This is my hell until I can die. And then he he gets his penance by using the same weapon that he used to kill his family to okay, save but a child.
1: We have to first presume that he, he he did kill the family. I think to Noel's point, we haven't seen any anything that corroborates Buzz's accusation that this man was involved in any kind of murder. You know, that could be hearsay, Your Honor. So maybe what if this guy is a misunderstood hero? in the community, and they just intimidated by him because he doesn't look as wealthy as the other people in Winneka, Illinois. And just correct me if I'm wrong, but is there
0: any other mention (laughs) of the South Bend Shovel Slayer as being a thing in the lore of this world? Or do we just hear it from Buzz that one time? I'm pretty sure we just hear it from Buzz that one time. It just sounds like a thing you'd make up. You know, if you were going to have a creepy sounding, you know, you know, plausible serial killer seem that clever. He's not that smart. That's that's very true. That's very true. So somebody somebody might have made it up
3: to him. But Mm -hmm. again, I don't know, like those those rumors, like we always had this dude who lived up the street from us that our bus stop was in front of. And we were like, man, that guy's like kind of scary. And, like, he was always, like, moving, like, these big metal vats, like, in and out of his garage. And we we had all these theories. And, like, he was a non-vet. And, like, there was, you know, we and, like, sometimes we would come out of his house and just start shouting at us, even though our bus stop was there, like, every day. He was like, get off my lawn. We're like, we're, swear to God, we're here every single day. And we're and not, not even on your lawn. lawn, dude. And then, like, you know, we all had our theories. And then, like, years later, he started... Like sniping people's pets, like what? in the neighborhood. What? Yeah, Dude. started like shooting people's dogs oh, from the woods.
1: Shit. Oh, so yeah. he, you. So there was. So you're spiking. So, like, I'm just were saying. Accurate.
3: I'm just saying. Like sometimes, like twelve year olds are know. like sensitive to that. Well, shit. You that's know?
1: so wild. There was a guy in my neighborhood. His license plate was Mister Wine on his Buick, and <laughs> yeah. he would always almost hit me and my friends on his bike. Uh, we were on our bikes, and he would always drive like fucking recklessly around us. And we're like, Yo, this guy is a fucking like. Something's wrong. Like, he's trying to hurt us. Yeah. Turns out, he was just a drunk. He loved wine. <laughs> Mr. Wine. Yeah. Like, he gave it, you <laughs> all the news. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: we are like, oh, no, he, fuck, he fucks with wine. And yes. then we found out, like, he was kind of going through it because, like, his wife had passed away, like, like three years prior. And then, like... But then all those human details only came out to me in like adulthood from people in the neighborhood, and I was like, "Damn, right. I just thought he was a." Isn't that okay. a bit of a
0: red flag for cops? That plate. I mean, it just seems yeah, like you're Mr. driving Wine. around wasted. Mister Wine is like yeah. a plausible reasonable to pull Hey, but over. you know what? Sometimes you
3: just want to be caught. Sometimes you want to be put out of your misery. Like, That's also true. Say if you killed your family with a snow shovel, got away <laughs> with it, but then like we're just constantly aimlessly shoveling in the back of people's yards, like not even doing any like not even shoveling their walkway just All randomly the- shoveling
0: and then being like huh, what are you looking at all this talk of, like, him having some sort of, like, penance that he's, he's you know, having to complete, it, it really makes me feel like they kind of missed an opportunity to have there be a supernatural element. Like, he's actually, like, a ghost of this guy who aimlessly yeah. wanders the yeah. forest shoveling forever, you know? Yeah. Like, that would have been cool. if And they could have done it for the pigeon lady in, in part two, too. there could have been, like, oh, yeah. this ghost of Christmas whatever kind of situation. Yeah.
1: Or is it, like, why are these people always, like, borderline, like, unhoused? Yeah. You know, that'd be like, save it. Is there like, because I think always the the sort of the weird kid message is like, just because they're all like unkempt and stuff doesn't mean they're nasty. In fact, they might be the homie and like, like help you out. But there isn't much other humanization offered to them aside from that this is also a trope i mean it's in like
0: cartoons it's all over the place This like you know don't judge a book by its cover kind of situation where there's the creepy person and then you grow to realize they're just like me and you and they're actually
1: lovely people with stories about their grandkids exactly or sniping fucking domestic animals there's also (laughs)
3: sometimes that happens too yeah all right, well, Noel, it's been a pleasure having you on yeah, this our always. holiday episode. Oh, Where can people find you, follow
0: you, all that good stuff? Yeah, um, I do a podcast with Ben Bolin and Matt Frederick called "Stuff They Don't Want You to Know." You can Heard check that out. It's stuff They Don't Want You to Know, wherever you get podcasts, and follow us on at uh, Conspiracy Stuff Show on Instagram. Um, you can follow me personally at uh, How Now Noel Brown on Instagram, and uh, you can buy the Stuff They Don't Want You to Know book. Like you said, it's not too late. It's a really cool kind of coffee table book with. Really great illustrations from our buddy, Nick Benson. It really feels kind of like a graphic novel. It's a nice hardback. You can get that wherever books are sold. And I also do a podcast with Ben Boland called Ridiculous History that you can find anywhere podcasts exist. There you go.
3: Miles, where can people, oh, sorry. And Noel, is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying?
0: Yeah, I found I just recently found out what a Nepo baby was. So oh, yeah. I've been kind of fascinated <laughs> with this concept. And Gloria Oladipo from The Guardian um, posted, if I was a Nepo baby, people would literally never see or hear from me. I would spend my parents money in absolute silence and peace. And that yeah. seems like the pro move there.
1: Yeah, that's right. A lot of the ones I know, they're like, I want nothing to do with work. Yeah. <laughs> like, Wow. <laughs> must be nice. cool. Good for you.
3: Yeah, the thing I learned from my parents is uh, work sucks. They were very unhappy. Yeah. Miles, where can people find you? What's the tweet you've been enjoying?
1: Well, first off, thank you to everybody uh, for rocking with us this year as we sign off from, you know, our last, like, main recorded episode. And obviously, we'll be having some evergreen stuff. But... Yeah, uh, I hope everybody has a fantastic got a bunch of
3: good evergreen stuff. We've yeah. recorded almost all of it already, and it's a lot of fun. Super producer Ana Hosnier, super producer Becca Ramos.
1: Yeah, well, uh, all the, all the homies are there, so check that out. But yeah, I just want to say thank you to everybody, and uh, looking forward to next year. And I hope you have a restful break, and you're able to spend time with those that you give a fuck about, because that's Amen. what it's about. Uh, some tweets that I like. Man, there's, there's, there was a lot of nepple baby discourse, uh, but Dr. Anna Hughes at Anna G, uh, Anna G Hughes on Twitter tweeted, learning that quote, five golden rings is not in fact, is not in fact referring to five literal golden rings, but to five ring-necked pheasants, AKA more birds. Uh, that shit really had me. Yeah. Yeah. Then, uh, Jamie Loftus at Jamie Loftus help tweeted also get ready for Santa University. Wow. This one's a fucking banger. Jack, I mean Jack. Jack is improvising some a fucking whole like ballad, like five whole amazing. seconds of a song. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's pretty wild. But at Jay, at Jamie Loftus helped tweeted, man. I just had a cab driver who spent the first half of the ride describing all the times he's gotten blackout drunk before getting on a plane, and the second half about how his greatest wish is to see an eagle in the wild. People are so cool. I love talking to them <laughs> talking to them so much. <laughs> we finished the ride with him recapping Grizzly Man, and I said. Oh, yeah, that's Grizzly Man. And he said, Nope, it's not. Perfect. <laughs>
0: wow. <laughs> wow. That's my favorite Christmas movie, by the way. Grizzly,
3: Grizzly Man. Man. Yeah. That was a good one. Uh, cocaine Bear is about to add to the that. That's what I meant. Not more horniness. More bears. Oh, okay. In our Christmas movies. That's what we actually want. Because that's what we're doing. We're hibernating like bears. And also we're... Hiding from bears. And so we just need more bears in our Christmas movies. More Trumpy bears. (laughs) Nah. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. Let's see. Kirk Cousins of the NFL. Kirk Cousins of Mm -hmm. the NFL Cousins is asked the question, Can someone explain to me the difference between these three brands? L.L. Bean, Land's End, and Eddie Bauer. And I... It was at that moment that I realized those were three separate brands. They had all occupied the same brand in my brain prior to that tweet. At least LLB and Lands End did. So,
0: mm.
1: isn't really? LLB the one that you could do unlimited returns? I don't. Know. Or they had to. They had to start uh, like because their their products are like guaranteed for life. So if they start wearing down, like you can go and like they exchange it. Is that and right? Then they, I yeah, thought that was it,
3: Patagonia.
1: No, no, no. And I think it was like where. I think there's like a This American Life story too Where then eventually They had to like Pull back the policy Because people were just You know Taking advantage of it
3: Yeah Anyways Great job on Twitter This year folks Keep coming back I don't know why You wouldn't Twitter The best place To hang out And yeah Thanks for Thanks for listening to us uh, You can find us On Twitter At Daily Zeitgeist We're at The Daily Zeitgeist On Instagram We have a Facebook fan page And a website Daily Where we post our episodes And our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Hey, Miles, what song do you think people might enjoy?
1: Oh, well, Terry Hall of the Specials passed away recently, and as somebody who is a big Ska fan, somebody who's, you know, Ska was like one of the only contexts where me playing trumpet was cool in the 90s. So I was (laughs) like, yep, I'm fucking with it. Uh, I wanted to go out on uh, one of my favorite songs from the Specials, which is a message to you, Rudy, but not the album version. They did a live version on the Old Grey Whistle Test uh, from 1979. So mm-hmm. this is the specials, a message to you, Rudy, the what Old Grey Whistle Test version.
3: All right. Well, The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple podcasts, or wherever you uh, find
0: podcasts. <laughs>
3: Ran out right at the end. Just got it over the finish line. (laughs) That's going to do it for us this morning. Are we doing a trending? Nah, we're
1: not doing a trending. Nah, this is it. This is it. We out. Love y'all. Back with
3: lots of fun evergreen content over the holiday. Have a restful, peaceful
2: holiday. Bye. Bye. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB.